You can call her mayhem or mayday Talk shit, she at your head I ain't talking bald face She don't fuck with baby daddies Fucking up the funk sway Taking care of four kids Sunday to Sunday Fly earth and round trips When she hit the runway Comedy original She do shit her own way Made the stage her place Moving at her own pace Fuck with her the wrong way This gonna be a long day She watch basketball wives Loving hip hop too Born in 81 One day four turned to 82 Funny, ratchet, and cute. She a winner, that's true. She don't even take L's eating alphabet soup. Mayday, mayhem, 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 mayday, mayhem. She a cool black nerd, always been smart. Ever since she turned eight, wanted her name in the charts. Monty Python was a shit. Richard Pryor made a star. Red Fox and Eddie Murphy, inspiration to her art. Welcome back to another episode of the Mayday Mayhem Podcast. I am your host, Mayday Mayhem. Ew. I have been having technical difficulties with my uh, my YouTube page. For some reason, it keeps kicking me out. So, I'm going to try to put out a... Again, try again to put out a my new YouTube. So if you've been listening and looking for my YouTube, look, trust me, I have been working on them, but for some reason the stream yard like keeps kicking me out. So I might be looking for another, um, streaming for videos. But as for now, I'm going to try to see what am I doing wrong? <laughs> Literally, what am I doing wrong? But I have y'all here where y'all used to be in that anyway. So Again, this your girl made a mayhem. Now, if you have not heard, there is a new law. Now, um, it's been going around. I'm pretty sure 
If you've been on TikTok, which I've been on TikTok more also, so please follow me on TikTok, Mayhem1. Um, and I've seen a trend about uh, in Illinois, I currently reside. Isn't that sweet? But they're not talking about the purge as though the the psychopathic crazy movie that was also a very good movie and a thriller. But they are talking about in a way of criminals that will be able to walk out of jail with offenses as bad as murder, arson, um, it, 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 it's going to, we're going to talk about that today right now right here on the mayday mayhem podcast so that's what we finna talk about now it's called the no more uh cash bail in illinois okay and it was pretty much signed by uh governor prixner and it's supposed to go into effect as of uh january 1st now, um, let's read what it's saying about it. Um, now, while other states, including New York and New Jersey, have passed legislation largely curdling the use of cash bail for pretrial detentions, the state of Illinois will go one step further in January as they will eliminate cash bail entirely. Instead, the state will allow judges to determine whether individuals accused of wide range of criminals pose a risk to another individual or to the community at large, and then decide whether to hold them in pre-child detention or to release them on their own recognizance. Pretty much what they're saying is they are not going to be able to, um, there'll be no more, um, like, um, I am, uh, I'm a victim of certain circumstances that fall into this. So the person that victimized me, if they get out, if they feel that they're not a threat to me, but as you can see, a threat was already done to me. So again, it's it's sticky now the way it started was um let's say we have people sitting in jail like it's a wide variety now it's a wide variety of people sitting in jail on uh duis um registration license um you know real minor shit and they can't afford the bond, so they sit there. Or they can't afford, so they have to literally sit there. Now, this was a, supposed to help that class, you know, of criminals. Well, I can't say criminals because it's such a low, low offense. You know, like, pretty much as long as no one was hurt, you didn't hurt yourself, you didn't hurt anyone, you know, you driving on the um, expired license. Why should we hold you in here for three years for driving on an expired license? We will let you go on your own recognizance because we don't think you would be a um, 
a danger to anyone else's society as long as you are not behind the wheel of a car. Now, they will let them people go. Again, small offenses, um, registration, you know, you got to sit in jail because your registration on your car is messed up. Come on, man. That's that's really crazy, man. Come on. Come on, man. That's not, let's not do that, man. Let's not do that. So that would be more of what this was for. But now this also goes into the more vicious crimes. You're talking um, murder. You're talking, um, uh, like, again, arson. You're talking felony cases that they are going to let people go on their own recognizance if they feel as though they are not a threat to the people. So let's say, for instance, um, a, um, for instance, which we're going to talk about on the second half of the Mayday Mayhem podcast, the Instagram model that just killed her boyfriend about six months ago, her. Let's use her case, for instance. Now, she's being held for murder. If this case was to apply to that law, this would mean that she would be able to get out because the person that she was a threat to is no longer alive. So she's not a threat to the public, so she would be able to be released on her own recognizance without a bail. Do you see where, where we're going with this? Now, of course, she would not be a risk to anyone else because, yes, unfortunately, he's lost his life. But she still committed a crime. It, it was murder. So it's like you're letting murderers walk. You're letting um, rapists walk. You're letting some people with violent offenses walk because they're not a threat to the person because the person is already deceased or what they well well they only killed their family members so they're not a risk to anyone else because they all their family's gone but they killed their family they killed people so i think you would be a risk to anybody if you're gonna kill somebody like that uh, I would think you're going to be a risk to somebody like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, seriously, can you imagine how much the crime is going to skyrocket here in Illinois? Now, if you do not know, as their their state says Chicago is safe, Chicago is safe. But it's insane that we are kind of happy and rejoicing to only have 30 people to be hurt over a weekend it should be zero the crime in chicago is outrageous that's why so many people are leaving illinois period they're leaving chicago because the crime is outrageous to now where uh we have a drag racing situation thingy going on there's no way you should be letting anyone drag race on the on, on the streets of chicago anywhere and especially when we have a situation with a fluctuation of carjackings, shootings, domestic violence, um, 
assault and battery. We're having a lot of cases of, you know, missing people, you know, just outrageous shootings. And it seems like that's swept under the rug almost to the point where you don't even hear about the crimes that really go on in Chicago. And then to say that it's safe. And now to say that if a murderer was to get out, you're going to tell me he's not a risk to anyone because the person that he's he or she has killed are gone. So they're not a risk anymore. But what about the family? What about other people in the community? What about other attachments you may have in the future? Would they not be a risk to the same situation that you did before? I'm, I'm just saying, would it not be a risk? Especially if you have someone that has a record of assault and battery, you know, multiple times to one person and then turn around and decease this person and then get another partner and the same thing happens again. So that's kind of a cycle. That's letting you know that he's going to, he or she is going to eventually take this person's life. So why would you let them out when they've already done it before? See, that's the situation. That's the problem we're having with this law. Now, this is what we hear about the pre-trial fairness act. When does it go in effect? It goes in effect, um, J uh, January 1st, 2023. While some publications and social media posts have argued that crimes will become non-detainable offenses, including second degree murder and other violent acts. The state says the judge will still be allowed to order pre-trial pre detention in specific circumstances. Detention only shall be imposed when it is determined that the defendant poses a specific, real, and present threat to a person or a high likelihood of willful flight. So pretty much saying that if you're a, a flight risk or there's a likelihood of you will do it again, then, you know, they're going to detain you until a trial. A hearing will be required to determine whether a defendant poses that risk. And if the courts find they do, then the judge will be required to submit their reasoning in writing under the perimeters of the legislation. The nature of circumstances of the charges, the weight of evidence against the defendant, the defendant's history and characteristics and the risk that will be posed by release will be evaluated. According to the legislation, the state will bear a burden of proof cases required to clear and convincing evidence that the defendant committed an offense that qualifies for pre-trial conditions, as well as to present evidence that they would pose a real and present threat to the safety of others if released. Now, that's what they're saying. But what about, again, some what you would call one-time offenders that just got caught? But what would you, you, you see, it's, it's still a slippery slope. So what crimes can result in pretrial detention, you may ask? According to the text of the bill, defendants can be detained pretrial release if a hearing finds they meet any of the following criteria <clears throat> as stated the defendant is charged with a forcible felony 
that comes with a mandatory sentence of imprisonment without probation upon conviction, and that the release of the defendant would consult, uh, con constitute, I'm sorry, a threat to a person or a community at large. So if you would pose a threat to the community at large, you know, someone as a repeat offender that's been in and out that has warrants in other places that doesn't show up. So that means they would be like a flight risk also. <clears throat> Forcible felonies, including first degree murder, second degree murder, premeditated criminal sexual assault, robbery, burglary, residential burglary, aggravated arson, arson, kidnapping, aggravated battery resulting in great bodily harm or permanent disability or disfigurement and any other felony which include involves the use or threat of physical force or violence against any individual. If the defendant is charged with stalking or aggravated stalking and their release will pose a threat to the community or individual. If the defendant is charged with domestic battery or aggravated domestic battery and there would pose a threat to a community or an individual. If the defendant is charged with sex offense and their release would pose a threat to the community or an individual. If the defendant is like high likely willful flight to avoid prosecution and is forcibly charged with, look, let me rewind that, and is charged with a forcible felony. <clears throat> so they're pretty much saying all the fears that we just stated before with those type of uh, individuals would stay detained. Uh, how will the hearings work, if you ask? If the state seeks to find a defendant, must be held in pretrial detention, and they are required to hold an immediate hearing to argue their position. Judges can issue short continuations, <clears throat> excuse me, for up to 48 hours from the filing of that petition, but its decision will need to be reached quickly. According to the bill, <clears throat> excuse me, even if a defendant is found to qualify for pretrial detention, periodic hearings will be held to determine whether circumstances have remained the same. So it's pretty much saying we're going to check his ass out and see if they still doing the same, you know, still doing the same shit and he can't go. You know, they're, they're going to look within 48 hours. But again, <clears throat> uh, excuse me, will all defendants currently be released freed on January 1st? <clears throat> Governor Prixner's office says that the bill does not mandate immediate release for those accused of specific felonies and misdemeanors. Courts will have the options to release individuals if they find the individuals not to pose an active threat to the community or another individual. Why are states eliminating cash bail? For far too many people are, their assessments were based on not their risk, but the amount that they could afford to pay. So eliminating cash bail makes this about risk and not about poverty. And that's from the Cook County State's Attorney's Kim Fox office. <clears throat> According to the uh, three out of five individuals in U.S. jails have not been convicted of a crime and many departments and agencies throughout the state are anticipating that a number of inmates 
will decrease dramatically with new policy and implemented. Implemented. So I'm pretty much saying that with us clearing out the jail from all these nonviolent offenders, allegedly, <clears throat> but you know it's it's a lot of them that's gonna wiggle up in there. Oh, I only shot one person. This is the first time you ever shot me. I ain't no flight risk. I ain't never been caught. Again, they're looking at um this bill where they believe it's gonna be a rise in crimes in the black and brown community and the lower class community, but it also will help because I can understand again, y'all know how I be. I'm back to the old me. We like to play devil's advocate over here. I can understand that. You know what I'm saying? I can get it. But, but it goes back to the other felonies where they say if they don't believe they are a risk to the community. We've seen this time and time before where criminals are not um, are considered not a risk to the community and they go off and commit a far more worse crime than what they committed before. So again, it's, it's insanity. But I can see why I can see why. Um, like again, some of these are drug offenses. Um, um, well, the Republicans are stating that this was, I'm going to tell you what the Republicans are saying. Okay. Democrats are like, let them go. Republicans, um, have much more intense criticism of the bill. Uh, um, it allowed that almost all drug offenders, offenses to qualify for pre-trial release along with burglary, arson, and kidnapping because they could easily say, oh, I'm not going to do that again. Oh, I'm not going to kidnap again. I'm not going to be around that again. But again, I, I can see a lot of, of again, drug offenders Offendants, I don't see why they sit in jail. Again, you have some parts of the United States where you have people sitting in jail for a couple, about a half an ounce of weed, whereas now certain parts of America, weed is legal. So again, you know, why are these people sitting in jail for like low drug offenses? Instead of um, people that have heroin and cocaine, cocaine and other harsh drugs, instead of throwing them in jail, why not send them straight to rehab? Okay, so yeah, that's clearing out the jails. That's getting the people out of the jails. But if they have a history of doing this, they're going to do it again. So again, I can understand why they are calling it like the purge because it's like, what? You know, like, what do you mean? You're letting people out of jail. Why? Certain ones, yeah, they can go out. But why are you letting others out? Did you say burglary and arson, sir? That one kind of touched me a little bit in my soul. Just a teeny tiny bit right there in the, 
in the pocket of my heart. What? Like, are you serious? Um, but it said it does not mandate the release. Um, it ensures that the courts retain the ability to hold defendants who are a safety or flight risk. So pretty much, again, it's going to be, we're not just going to have no bail anymore. There's going to no more bail. It's going to be on a thing as if we feel as you're going to do this crime again, or we don't feel you're going to do it again. And guess what? If you're a repeat offender and you just got caught this one time, I'm pretty sure you're going to get caught again. So that's the insanity of it all. So we're going to take a small break. And next, as I said before, we are going to speak about that um, domestic violence. And again, you know, the Instagram model that literally um, killed her boyfriend. We're going to talk about that and how long it even took for them to arrest her. It took them four months to arrest them. It, it really did. It took her took them four months to arrest her. So give me a small break. Everyone take a small little break. We'll be right back with the Mayday Mayhem podcast. And again, I am your host, Mayday Mayhem. Ew. And thank you for choosing to listen to the Mayday Mayhem podcast. I really do appreciate you. And with all that appreciation, I would like to also tell you, you can also see me on my YouTube page, Mayday Mayhem, where I will be talking murder mysteries, weather, and all other strange oddities that we do talk about here, but we can have a more interactive lab, so to speak. So please don't forget to check out Mayday Mayhem on YouTube. Hey, and if you want to get in touch with me, please email me through my website, www.maydaymayhem.com. That's M-A-Y-D-A-Y-M-A-Y-H-A-I-M.com. See y'all later. Stay safe and healthy, y'all. And we are back from the break. Thank you for joining me for another half of the Mayday Mayhem podcast. And I am your host, Mayday Mayhem. And as we spoke about um, earlier about the cash bond um, situation that will be going on in Illinois, how it could be good and it could be bad, the good and pros and cons of it. And how people think offenders will be just walking around and they will not. Certain defenders, yes, but others, no. Honestly, in Illinois, we're just going to have to see. But now we're talking about um, this um, IG model, Instagram model, OnlyFans model that ends up killing, you hear me? Killing her boyfriend of over two years. Now, um, her name is Courtney Clancy, Clancy, I'm sorry. And she pretty much killed her boyfriend, um, Christian, uh, Obwe. I don't want to be butchering his name on Bocelli. She pretty much, um, stabbed him in the chest 
with a knife. Now, the story first came out that they got into an argument and she threw the knife from 10 feet away and it hit him straight in his chest like this bitch is a ninja thrower. Like this bitch been practicing Taekwondo, Jukdo, Chaekwondo, and any other dough that you might have out there all her motherfucking life to where she could just throw a knife from 10 feet away. Boom. Ooh. Hit somebody in the chest. Fuck out of here. We knew that that was a laugh from the get-go. But it gets more crazier. Now, allegedly, after um, Clinny, after she killed, after Courtney killed Christian, she called her mother, allegedly. And after she called her mother and stayed on the phone, allegedly up to about seven minutes, then she calls 911. And in the 911, you can hear him saying, I can't feel my arm. And she's telling him, oh, I'm so sorry, baby. I'm so sorry, baby. So you're admitting guilt right there when you're hollering, I'm so sorry, baby, number one. Number two, the medical examiners looked at the body. Of course, again, everyone's not stupid. When you do have a death and it's ruled kind of wonky like this was, especially when it's a domestic violence, they would like to see exactly what made this person decease from living. And it was one knife wound to the chest, and they said it was though it was plunged down in a downward motion, not as of a throwing, but as of a downward motion. So that would mean she would have to be on top of him and allegedly stabs him in the chest. Now we have to say allegedly because this is still fresh. The bitch was just arrested a, a, a month ago and she, she'd been out for four months. Now this happened in Hawaii. Now, again, they had been staying together. Neighbors had been reporting that uh, it was loud and volatile noises, almost allegedly uh-huh, to the point where they were about to get kicked out of their apartment for making too much goddamn noise. You heard me? They was crack-a-lacking too much to where it was uh, disturbing other neighbors. But then you ask yourself, why? Why did this happen? Okay. Why? He's a very handsome, very, was a very handsome, very eligible, uh, black man. She was, she is an attractive woman, but what drew the toxic together? Cause even there's an elevator scene where she's just going like a little squirrel around a tree on him. And he's just pushing her away, pushing her away. Now, me being on this earth for years, hmm, you've seen um, people, you've known some of your family members that have been in abusive relationships. You've known some of your friends that have been in abusive relationships. Um, and you see signs, you know, and you know who's the aggressor and who's not in this situation. She's the aggressor because if he was the aggressor, he would have been knocked her back. It even when a, a person that is uh, physically abused, especially in a domestic violence situation, they are not going to agitate the abuser. 
because they know if they agitate the abuser, then the abuser is going to go full ham on them. And then the first thing the abuser will say is, look what you made me do. So they're not going to put themselves in a situation to where they're hitting him on the elevator. Again, this was just a, um, a snippet, a 30 second snippet into their lives on what they were doing and what actually was going on in their relationships. Again, we do not know what went behind, went, went on behind closed doors, but what we can say is that she was very aggressive. Again, a woman that's being battered and abused, she is not going to hit her abuser inside of an elevator. She is not. This girl is also an OnlyFans model. You know what OnlyFans is? You know they really get it cracking over there. It's pretty much porn. Let's let's call it what it is. Let's let's pretty much say what the fuck it is. It's pretty much porn that you pay to see on the internet. They have men, they have women. So again, it's the OnlyFans. So she's pretty much a soft porn star. I'm, I'm not giving porn a bad name because, hey, porn has gotten a lot of us here today, okay? Don't get it, don't get it twisted. Our mamas and daddies was out there looking at some little nasty stuff. Be real. I'm just saying, though, it's nothing wrong with porn. But when you try to make it more delicate, oh no, it's I'm just an OnlyFans. Okay, so it's not an Instagram model. You're an OnlyFans model. Got it. So that means you do kind of risque things on camera for money that we be considered soft porn because you have to pay for it. So, okay, I get it. I got it. It's like a difference between a call girl and a prostitute. Got it. I, I totally get it. But this is what she is. Again, what is the attraction? What was the attraction? Now, allegedly, now again, I do not do victim shaming here. I do not do uh, shaming of the dead. I do not do any of that. But allegedly, there has been some speculations around um, Mr. Christian that he did not um, acquire to black women. And a lot of people that I have seen watching this unfold for the past month, I have heard some of the horrendous things come out of people's mouths as if, oh, well, if he was with a black girl, that wouldn't have happened. How do we know that? How do we know that? Oh, well, he shouldn't have gotten him a white girl. Then he wouldn't be in this situation. A again, how? How do we know that? H how do you know that? You don't know that. It could have been any woman in this situation. It could have been any man in his situation. Then I hear the talk of women saying, oh, well, Huh. They always just want the black guys. Um, the black guys just want them. Again, a life was lost here. You can be in a relationship with a person that is the same race as you and it still be toxic. Toxic is toxic. And um, healthy is healthy. Now, of course, every healthy relationship 
has their bad balances. You are not going to agree with your partner 100% of the time. But you're going to make those, um, what one of my friends, what did he call it? Um, compromises. But you're going to compromise with your mate so that everyone can be comfortable and happy. You may not like um, watching movies, but your partner may. So you may just, while your partner is, hold on one second, we're not ready for that. While your partner is watching um, the movie, you know, so you can spend time together where you can watch that movie with him or her or them, your partner. And then you also do something that, well, your partner would have to compromise and do something that you enjoy, like hiking or um, going outdoors or doing something that you would like to do. It's called compromise. It becomes toxic when one person feels that they're, they're, wants and needs are more important than the others wants and needs. So now it becomes toxic. Now it becomes, you don't know what you, you need to do this. You need to do that. Now it becomes a situation where you're fighting each other nonstop to where they didn't call, you know what I'm saying? Like the homeowners association on your ass. And now this has happened. I can give you 10 other scenarios where there were um, color on color crime. When I say color on color, I mean it was white on white crime when a whole family was killed by a same color person. Black on black domestic, Hispanic on Hispanic domestic. It's honest to God, right now, it's not even about. From what I've been hearing, it's not even about the, what would you say, culture or color. It's not about that. It's literally about respect. It's literally about someone wants to be dominant. Someone wants to be in a toxic relationship. Somebody wants to be in control versus we live in, in harmony. You see, it's a difference. It's it's a broad difference. And as we can see, they engaged in toxic activity. Now, let me play what was trying to play earlier when I pushed the button. Now, just have a listen to this, and then we're going to end on this. But just listen to this. Okay, this is uh, NBC News talking about this OnlyFans model. Suspected of stabbing her boyfriend to death in Miami back in April. We are charging 26-year-old Courtney Taylor Clenny with one count of second-degree murder in Christian's death. I'm told that she was on a remote island. We felt that the prudent thing to do, that the right thing to do, was to um, go and get her and secure her presence. Her lawyer, Frank Pietro, said she was arrested while in rehabilitation for substance abuse and post-traumatic stress disorder. 27-year-old Christian Topi Obumseli was found dead at the couple's high-rise condo in Miami on April 3rd. 
Miami-Dade State Attorney laying out a history of arguments and fights between them during a press conference Thursday, saying noise complaints were common, releasing a video showing Clenny previously beating Obumsele during an argument. Police were even called to the apartment only two days before the killing. Obumsele's family attorney was there. She even pulled my man's braids, y'all. Do you know? Look, let me tell y'all something. When we black people get our braids done, our scalps be kind of motherfuckers so for about mm, days. And when I say mm, days, that means you don't know how motherfucking long your scalp going to be so. Last time I got my hair braided, my scalp was so longer than I had damn braids in my head. And it was in there months. Months. Months, I tell you. Now, she didn't pull this little man's little braids back there, and they look freshly done. And that looked like it hurt it. Why would you do that? And the kicker to this is, even after she killed him, she wasn't arrested until four months later. Let that sit in. There, too. She had a history of uh, attacking. What you saw in the elevator was just an isolated glimpse of a pattern of conduct uh, that was demonstrated uh, by the defendant. The social media star with millions of followers telling police she stabbed Obum Sally in self-defense. In a statement, Clenny's lawyer said he was completely shocked with the arrest and that, quote, Obum Sally attacked her and choked her that evening. Courtney had no choice but to meet force with force. Miami police had previously described Obum Selly's death as a domestic violence-related incident. Back in April, Obum Selly's family spoke to reporters questioning the investigation. We have no cause to believe that this was a case of self-defense. Um, Toby was raised with a raised by a very strong family with strong morals, strong values. They, this was somehow warranted um, is unthinkable. Authorities say Clenny is set to be extradited back to Florida. Kristen Dahlgren joins us now live. Kristen, did police release any other details about the incident that led them to arrest Clenny? Right, Gotti. Well, they say on the day of the incident that Clenny told them that Christian uh, slammed her and choked her, leaving her to throw a knife about 10 feet across the room. But today, authorities say they saw no evidence that matched up with that story. They say the medical examiner said that the stab wound that killed Christian was from a downward stab, and that would not at all be consistent with a knife being thrown, Dottie. Bam. It was not consistent with a knife being thrown. So you lied, number one. We know you lied. Then it took four, it literally took four months for them to arrest her. Four months because she was in treatment for PTSD and substance abuse. Yeah, that that's the, yeah. It's, it's insanity. Some of these domestic violence cases have where literally have killed someone and they're walking away again. This was a domestic violence case when they found a, a stab wound in his heart and she was the one that did it and they picked her ass up. She should have went to jail right then and there.
she should have went to jail right then and there. But uh, then again, this is going to be some of the laws with some of the cases that laws are going to see here in Illinois where, well, right now she's not a danger to anyone in the community because unfortunately the human being that she killed is no longer at it at a threat because he's no longer here. So you, do you see how this story ties in with the new law that be coming here and that New York has already implemented in New Jersey? I'm just saying, do you see how it's going to be a slippery slope now? Allegedly had this happened after January, she would have been let go to walk free on her own cognizance because again, the person that is, that was the threat is no longer a threat because that person is deceased. So she is not a threat to the community. And again, domestic violence is something that's very prominent in all communities, rich, poor, middle class, no class, does class, whole class, your class, my class, it's real. And it's something that for real needs to be brought to the forefront. There are a lot of men that are domestically abused and they do not talk about it. Why? Because they are looked down on as men for, for taking the abuse. And women are looked as though of, you know, like, you know, look weak as hell. Like, why are you sitting up here hitting on this big old man? I bet you won't be hitting on a woman like that. Now, will you? So, again, domestic violence is something that's real and it's prevalent. And men do experience domestic violence. They do. And, again, this case, Courtney, she makes domestic violence in women look terrible. You, it, it, it makes it look as though when we as women do report domestic violence, like sometimes, well, she was the aggressor. And exactly, she was the aggressor. She was the aggressor. She was hitting and smacking on him. You saw it plainly in the video. And had she been a woman that was abused, he would have cocked back on her so quick. They wouldn't have been arresting her for his murder. They would have been arresting his ass for smacking the shit out of her. Do we not forget this? Uh, what was that uh, athlete? Oh, I can't remember if it was a football player that slapped the shit out of his wife in that elevator and drugged this bitch. Drug her out the elevator. She could barely stand up. That is a abused woman. Okay? That is a abusive situation. That, that's what that is. And she was cowering in the corner like, please, no, I don't want, I don't want. And he, he told her ass up in that elevator and drug her out. And, and every, and it was people around looking. If I can't recall, it was the NFL player. I have to get back at y'all with that. My memory ain't as too good as it used to be. I'm trying to get it back sharp like it was, but it took me, it took me a little minute, had a little setback. Hey. <laughs> But, again, domestic violence is real. 
And again, if you are in a situation like this, do not stay. I don't care if you a man or a woman. If a woman is slapping your ass around like that, you ain't got no reason to stay there. And if you as a woman got to put your hands on a man in an unloving way, you don't need to have a man. You need to work on yourself because it's obviously something fucking wrong with you. You and then vice versa. A man, you sitting up here, got to put your hands on a woman. Walk the fuck away from her. Leave her alone and go get yourself some help. Work on yourself, self-love, self-healing. Don't go out here and cause chaos again. Because I will be covering the next story where this man literally murdered his own family twice. And the mother survived. Just survived. But he, he killed her kids. And, she, and this, again, was a situation where both parties should have walked away. And everyone would still be okay. But again... It's not that easy. It's easier said than done. I know there's some situations where women cannot get out of it, but, or men. So seek help. There are places and people that can help you get out of that situation because no one should have to be battered, abused to the degree of death. So we will be ending our podcast today the way we always end our podcast. If no one told you they love you, I do. I truly, truly do. And make sure you do better today than you did yesterday and strive for a better tomorrow today. And I'll see you next time on the Mayday Mayhem podcast. Again, everyone stay safe, stay healthy, stay smart, stay alert, and stay aware. And I'll see y'all next time.